Welcome to the Social Media Podcast, where we celebrate awesome on and offline. Hello, and welcome to the Social Media Podcast, where we celebrate awesome on and offline. Today, I am super excited to speak with a dear friend of mine who is just an incredible and inspiring educator. Well, she's definitely inspiring to me. Melissa Hayes. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Super excited. I'm so happy you're here. And so why don't you begin with telling us a little bit about who you are? Um, I am Melissa Hayes, and I live in Hilliard, Ohio. I teach in Hilliard City Schools, um, second grade. I've been in the profession 23 years. I always can never remember. I always have to count back. Um, love second grade. It's pretty much my passion. I would not teach any other grade. I started substituting for a year, and then my first job was in Islamic Arabic school in second grade, and then I got the job in Hilliard City with second grade and been there ever since. That's incredible. See, I I don't know that I could do anything with the little people. I'm all about high school. So I'm always so amazed at what you're able to do um, with them. Um, But this this podcast is all about celebrating awesome on and offline. And I do uh, really, really, I just wanted to share you with the world. I know many, many people know who you are already, but It was amazing to me, and it always is amazing to me, to see the extent to which you really build community with and create a positive culture with your little ones. Um, So you tell us a little bit about some of the ways in which you do that. Well, it was, last year was online. So go back two years face-to-face, which pretty much online and face-to-face was sort of similar. Um, I get to know my kids. Um, We have certain activities. We do real use snaps, which um, Tara Martin created. And um, we also do fun activities like with the hula hoop. They're in a group, like a big circle, and they have to loop that hula hoop around. So they have to work together. They have to have patience. Some of my leaders show up in that. Um, they have to have great listening skills. We also do a lot of STEMs that first couple weeks of school, which is also working together as a family. Um, that first day we create a promise, which they all contribute to as well as I do. And then we sign it and create our own little faces to put on our promise. Um, we also do um, getting to know you activities. Um, I know last year was uh, remote and I was uh, virtual all line. So I think that was the biggest struggle for me before even the first day is how am I going to create the family atmosphere that I have had for 20 some years? How is that going to happen? Cause it has to happen. Right. Um, and I was surprised that it um, that we could do pretty much except for the bigger activities most of the things that we did face-to-face. The one activity we did, which was remote and the kids loved it, was we had a snowball fight, which a lot of teachers do, um, but I combined it with two truths and a lie. 
So they had three sheets of paper and they had to write two truths, one on each paper and then a lie. And they rolled it up and I said, okay, get ready, set, go. And they would throw them just at any target. Half of them were at me on the Zoom screen. And then I would say, stop. And <laughs> um, they picked up one and I put them in breakout rooms, bigger breakout rooms. And they each took turns and read their fact. And the kids had, well, their statement. And the kids had to guess if it was a truth or a lie. And when we came back together, they loved it. And they got to know the kids, you know, our family even more. By the end of the year, we they were saying, I love my family. Going to miss my family. See, I'm getting all tripped up because I'm already done <laughs> with school. Um, but they, um, they enjoyed the activity so much. And it was fun. And then we played like scavenger hunt where they would have to find their favorite color and bring it back or their favorite um toy and bring it back their favorite hobby um a picture about themselves so that in turn gave a lot more facts about themselves as well um I'm going to interrupt you for a second I think what I love about all of those activities is the the combination of physical and virtual, right? So they're physically crumpling up a piece of paper and throwing it and they're running somewhere to get something to you. And I think we sometimes lose track of that or lose sight of that when we're virtual, right? We feel like everything we do has to be on the computer screen. Um, so that's a really good reminder and, and great examples. I saw one about the wheel of names and uh, what, can you tell us a little bit about that one? Um, sure. So last year when we were virtual, um, I well, two years ago when we were face to face, um, I did an activity. It was the kindness challenge, I think is what it was called or what I called it. Um, I had a student who sat with her back behind the chalkboard. And this was towards mid year to where the kids really knew each other. And then a group of kids would come up and they would write all kinds of messages about that child, why they were special, why they were unique, why they were important to our family. And then once everyone had a turn, I would have the child get up and they turned around and their face lit up and it was just the most amazing thing. And then I made a video of it. Well, this year was a little different and I couldn't do that. I did a little different, but I wanted to have an immediate um, response. So I thought, of why not do using wheel of names. So I put all the kids names in the wheel of names and during morning meeting every day, we would spin the wheel of names and whoever's name came up, we would um, go around the Zoom room and share why that kiddo was so important to our family, why they were so special, why they were so unique. And it was so amazing to see their face light up and they were so excited. And for some, that's that could be the one thing that they wanted to hear that day. Um, or maybe it was a rough morning and they really needed that. So um, it was just, it made my day to see them light up. So yeah, there were and so many rough mornings, I'm sure, in this environment. So that's really, really incredible. Um, and, and I guess connected to my next question, which is how do you reinforce kindness and the positive use of technology? I mean, we think of technology and, and doing that with older kids, and we always think we're so limited 13 plus, but what were ways that um, your kids were able to see technology as a vehicle for kindness and, and, and positivity? Well, we did many 
kindness projects. Uh, one was, um, I think it was Nurses Day. The kids created posters and put them on a padlet. And then I sent it to a friend who worked at um, Ohio State Hospital who shared them with the nurses. And then they sent me a bunch of responses that the nurses gave and even a picture of one of the nurses when she saw the padlet, just to thank them for everything they did, especially during COVID. Um, we also did projects where they could, they create, they decided, excuse me, they decided on a charity during the holidays. Um, I put them in breakout rooms. They um, explored different charities in our community and then they picked one and then we came back together. Well, we came back together, they voted and we picked one and it was the Humane Society for the Animals. Um, so they um, donated supplies and we were virtual. So I went to every house who had them, picked them up and then delivered them um, and then took pictures and then sent it to them. Um, as far as the social media, they know I'm on Twitter. I ask permission for anything that they do. And I model how important it is to ask permission. The fact that things are on social media, they stay. And I tell them, you know, we use Flipgrid all the time. And I said, what happens if you are on Flipgrid and you mess up? You can't delete that. I have to. It's on there forever until I delete it. And even when I delete it, other people have seen it. And that kind of sticks to them. I know we had an incident this year. And of course, it's different when you're virtual because you don't really see the ramifications of what you do. So sure, you're more immersed in technology, but I don't see them face to face. I can't really um, give that hardcore lesson, whole group, small group, individual. And there was one little kiddo who took pictures of everyone and then would put them on their background. And at one point, the one child said, that's not right. I never gave you permission. And it just kind of was a uh, light bulb that said, I'm so sorry. I mean, he apologized immediately. And it was a great teachable moment. And these are the moments that we, we really need to not just say, you're not allowed to do that, you know, if we were face-to-face, -face, you're staying in from recess or you're doing this, that's just putting a Band-Aid. The child has no idea. Instead, just make it a teachable moment instead of the punishment. So it was a great teachable moment. We went on, the kids understood. Um, so yeah, just modeling, I think is huge. Yeah, I love that. And I, I see how much you model all the time and our kids really need that. And obviously it worked because you've established the culture of permission. I also want to go back to, you know, even the nurses thing, how you were able to show kids that what we created right here or via technology, then lives in the real world and made someone happy. And then you were able to take those pictures back. And I think we don't often do that enough, right? Like we, we, we forget to show kids some of those positive avenues um, for technology. So I absolutely, absolutely love it. And there were so many times when I thought to myself, how did you wake up early in the morning and go to every ki every kiddo's uh, house and decorate or whatever like that? I, I always remind myself never to compare myself to you because that I'm never going <laughs> to, I'm never going to be. I, you are amazing. So I, I see that all the time about you and so many others on Twitter. It's interesting because 
we talk about technology and making it, you know, positive and safe. And I love Twitter because I have so many brothers and sisters, including you, family. But not only do I learn so much from you, but you're so impactful in my kids' life. And my kids, meaning, you know, my two daughters, but also my classroom of 21 kids, they use Twitter as an authentic audience. We put Genius Hour on there. They put their... um coding projects, any projects they do. And there's immediate feedback for them that I show them and they just light up because they're seeing their work all around the world being commented and liked. So it's a, it's an amazing thing to see. Absolutely. The power of authentic audience and connection and kindness and positivity, all of the things that you totally embody, my friends, my sister from another mister. Um, if anyone is listening and wants to follow all the great work that you're doing, where can they find you online? Um, they can find me on Twitter. It's um, Hayes underscore Melissa, 101S, M-E-L-I-S. I always have to remember that one us. Thank you so much, Melissa, for being here, for sharing your awesome. And now you just have to enjoy, enjoy relaxing <laughs> for a little yeah. while anyway. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. So much fun. Thanks. The Social Media Podcast is a way to continue celebrating students and teachers who are using technology and social media in positive ways, and is a continuation of my book, Social Media, which can be found on Amazon. All links mentioned in the podcast can be found on socialmedia.org under the podcast tab. Content can also be found at jcassatod.com, which is where I blog. If you would like to be featured on social media, or have an idea for a show, please contact me at jcassatod.com. The Social Media Podcast is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca.